What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode number Ocho of the Unpolished Rookies, featuring yours truly, Carlos Martinez, also known as Grape Soda Poppy. And I'm joined in by Juan Claros. What's up, my guys? And I'm joined in by Chris Fernandez. What up, what up, what up, what up? And as always, our very special and always vocal, but always somber, moderator Albert Hernandez. Why the hell did he get such a great intro like that? I don't know. It just came. That man does not deserve that shit at all, bro. It just came to me. It just came to me. It felt right. Yo, you know what? Next episode, I got y'all. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I got y'all. I got y'all. Sounds like a bunch of lies to me, bro. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yo, we haven't even gotten started into talking. Niggas already. uh, People already talking shit. Um. <clears throat> hey <me>? yo <laughs> <laughs> see man alright bro so for those pop, listeners man. out there we um you know we we do curse a lot here but um there are certain words that we try to avoid it might it might pop out sometimes so we do we, we just want to apologize but um I mean we're not apologizing it's just kind of funny because we are trying to avoid uh saying that while on the pod anyways um, yo, we didn't we didn't record Monday, man. How you guys been, bro? Yo, I've been good, bro. Um, you know, some some of us got busy. Uh life like hit us hard. Not hard, but like we have things to do, so mm-hmm. we couldn't find the opportunity to record. I know some of us were available, some weren't or of us weren't, so it just didn't happen on Monday, but um we're gonna make it up for today because today's podcast is gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good to hear. It was uh, uh it was a tough mental health week, guys, but you know we back on track, so we're gonna do this right this time for sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's get it popping, man. Yeah, Chris, you're uh, you're girls in town this week, right? Yes, sir. She here right next to me. I'm taking a nap. Uh, so I said gone. hello. Yeah, Damn, yeah. bro, sleeping next the, to Chris. The guy, oh, the guy God, say hello. Oh, Jesus. Oh man, well, we'll talk about Chrishaw later, babe. We'll talk we about will. Chris we will most definitely talk about Chrishaw later. <laughs> I thought I heard my name. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she said Juan. She said, uh, Yo, is that, hold on, is that why, hold on, Chris, is that why you said you didn't want to talk about the Dodgers, bro, because she's right there listening in? Oh, no, we're going to talk about the Dodgers regardless, bro, whether they down 3-1, <laughs> down 2-2, two, two, whatever they, what do you, what do you want to say? They're, they're tied 1-1 one, one right now, so we're going to talk about the Dodgers later. For sure. We will for sure talk about the Dodgers later, but, I mean, right now, bro, you know, let's get, let's get into some shit, let's chop it up, let's talk about nothing like we always do. So, I mean, Yo. a big talk. A big talk. Uh, I mean, because you know, you guys know I'm very big on Twitter. Well, not big on Twitter. Like, I'm, I'm like big. Like, I love Twitter. That's what I mean. You're I'm big. Saying, like, you're I'm big, big on Twitter. On, I'm not. Yeah, big on you Twitter. got a lot of followers. I've got a couple, but I'm not big. How um, many followers does he have? Can we can we follow check this man? It's like uh, he has at least two thousand. I don't thousand? have. I do not have two thousand followers. Well, you oh, almost got two thousand. No, almost. I I have one thousand nine hundred twenty-four. Okay. I, okay. So I, that's almost right. two thousand okay. followers, bro. <laughs> So you're big on Twitter. That's what it is. You're a Twitter dude, bro. Anyways, moving on from my infamy. Um, So, I mean, as you guys know, I'm always on Twitter, right? So a big talk kind of in the last couple days. I don't know if you guys saw it, but people were talking about if kind of if social media plays a big role in relationships. Uh, I was kind of wondering what you guys thought about that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'll start it off. I do think to a certain extent. Social media does pay uh, uh, a role in relationships, especially in new relationships, because people nowadays that are single, they see everything that's going on in social media, 
And if somebody has like a new car or somebody's like buying their significant other, all these fancy things and having being super thoughtful as you should be super thoughtful with your relationship. But like unrealistic expectations come into the lines where like, oh, this guy asked me out um, through a, a helicopter. He dove off the helicopter and then had to hold the sign. And when I was holding him, my binoculars. Yeah, I want that. But like, <laughs> it's like, it, it's like unrealistic Absolutely expectations. Absolutely. Yeah, that like. <laughs> Like social media like like creates and then everybody we all we all like um are, are victims of this we we see something on social media and then we compare like oh shit mm-hmm. they're this age they're the same age as me why don't i have this or why isn't somebody doing this for me and it goes vice versa for girls and, and, and guys so i think social media just puts like this stigma in people's head that they they should expect this from their next relationship or it's not a good relationship when in, in the real it's all a relationship's all about that person like sitting across from you if they're actually interested in you and the betterment of you mm-hmm. other than materialistic things yeah see man that's that's my thing bro like and that's kind of to what with you were alluding with it everybody trying to outdo the next man and it's like yeah yo uh, like i would i would see shit kind of like you know somebody would i mean not not to go to the same extreme as you um <laughs> But, <laughs> but like somebody shit, i'm i i bet bro i mean i like some people just kind of i don't know bro I, I feel like people just do things in relationships just to try to i don't know like seem seem cool like on the internet or seem like exactly they post like, it on the internet and then it's mm, more about you know how they see like what they do exactly above and beyond the relationship just to show it off instead of the exactly. act the actual exactly act might like have been why incredible but like why like why am i media? yeah like 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 why am i seeing that you know you set up this entire like oh like that one that one tiktok where the dude set up like a bubble bath for his uh, yeah uh for his his wife or some shit and it's like like yo why are we even seeing this shit like if, if you're gonna do it for for them just do it for them like you're, you're you know basically doing it for us you know what i think it is is people look for validations from others other than the person that actually matters is the person you're actually doing it for mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about so like yeah you're you're uh maybe your girlfriend might love you that you did this bubble bath thing and then that like that validation from her is good, but it's not good enough because like, I post it on social media and show everybody how good of a boyfriend I am. Yeah, it's so weird. But the the thing we, that we don't see is like you know we don't see the bad times. You know, I think like you know the mm-hmm. social media just plays this part. Like it shows all the good times. The show when you guys go out to eat, when you guys you know get something to each other for anniversaries, for Valentine's Day, any any special, any random day. You know, but. It doesn't show the bad times, you know, like there's people that go through real life shit. And I feel like like with social media is trying to portray this shit that, you know, every relationship is supposed to be perfect. Everything is supposed to be, you know, all dandy rainbows and flowers. But it's not, you know, there, there's real life shit in this world that we all go through. And unfortunately, I feel like since we live in this day and age, the technology is so far up there. We have, you know, these expectations that sometimes are kind of unrealistic, man. And, and, and it's kind of sad to me in my opinion, but you know, I feel like if you're an adult and if you're mature enough, you should know that, you know, everything comes, you know, as it goes, like, you know, you guys mm-hmm. can have these expectations for your relationship and, and make it a positive thing, but it doesn't always have to be like doing the most to show the whole world, do it for each other. And because you love each other. Yeah, bro. That's, that's kind of how I feel about IG. And then I'm, I'm going to move on to, to the next nothing question, but it's like, that's, it, it it 
I don't know, bro. It's so weird. Like the one thing that I don't like about IG is that everybody seems like they're having the time of their life. And, <laughs> and that's what, that's like the thing that I've never liked about that fucking app, bro. It's the fact that like it, it just every I, it just feels so fake, yo. So you so you're gonna just move on with all my input? Is that what you're gonna do? Yeah, because you're. <laughs> I mean, I gave you that amazing introduction. Yo, you want more? Al, like, he, he took your monitor drop away from you, and now he's yo, like, I was oh, like, my man. So he tried to give me that intro to sweet talk. So then he could come in and just like overtake. <laughs> he just wants what, to let what, you down, Albert. What you, oh, what, you, what you think about that? Uh, what, so. No, I mean, it's funny because when you guys were talking about it, I was just like, that's why I was quiet because I didn't want to interrupt you because I was thinking, I wasn't thinking of the way that you were guys were describing it in terms of like, you're on your phone looking at other people's relationship. Um, I was thinking of oneself relationship. So I was mm-hmm. thinking about how people interact with social media and like, do I like this photo? Or if I comment on this person's thing, like does somebody screenshot it and say I'm flirting? Does, you know, like that's how I was actually thinking. Of, of oh, okay. Oh, so like how does, how does it, it, how does it affect your play? relationship? How does it affect your relationship? Yeah. And I think, and, and one of the things that I was going to say is like, I think that's a huge, it's a huge piece about communication. It's like, we don't communicate about these things yeah. because it, there's not really a manual or a playbook on this. Right. And so, um but i always say like in terms of relationships and and social media you just have to talk about like what are your expectations like is this like okay with my partner mm-hmm. and then talking about like is this okay with me and finding a common ground and people sometimes be like oh this person's whipped or whatever and it's like just about respect and about like finding an understanding you know and yep. just making sure that you you commit to that and i think the reason where social media can get can play a big role in relationships and hurt relationships is when there's that miscommunication there, but then also like there's just that lack of communication or the lack of respect overall. Yeah, yeah with, but with, with those social with the, media. But with that being said, though, I mean, you can't really, and I say this because I've been on the other side. You can't really control what other people say and do on your social media. You know, like I have. Oh, yeah, that's what I I'm saying. Like, been, there's no, you know? there's no communication. People have to understand like where you where you're coming from, like or in terms of you and your partner. And like the outside influence can't impact that relationship, so it's like, oh, like some like her, her friend can can be like, yo, but this dude's doing all this, and it's like, yeah, but I know that, <laughs> and then it doesn't bother me. <laughs> and having that type of confidence in each other is what is important. That's, it. That's, I mean, yeah, I I appreciate that, bro, because you know you're 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 speaking from a high pedestal. You know, you're you're <laughs> you're, you're engaged. engaged you're engaged. <laughs> you've been you've been in a relationship longer than my nephews have been alive. So you know, I mean. <laughs> Crazy. My oldest, That's actually my, crazy. My oldest nephew's twelve, bro. This man, this man's relationship is like three years older than my nephew. Like that's crazy to me. <laughs> I, I just, it's one year that's old, cool. but I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm adding <laughs> a little more, bro. <laughs> you added way too much. Uh, but no, and, and I think in terms of social media, like the whole point is to be social. Like if you have it and you're not social, you're not interacting with your followers, you're not interacting with a whole gender of followers because you don't want to like piss off your partner. Like, you're not really maximizing what the the whole point of having that social media outlet is, in my opinion. But, okay. Yeah. But the, the, do people really want to maximize it, though, Al? Do you know, if you're in a relationship that you really care about, you know, like, if you're genuinely into, like, you know, if you love your partner or whatever the case it is, do you really care about maximizing the whole outlet itself? Or do you just care about, hey, listen, if I want to post something on a certain day with me and my partner, then that's all I care about, you know? It's nice to show off your partner every once in a while. I think anybody can agree here, 
especially if you're being shown off or whatever. But I don't I don't think as a person like for me, in my opinion, like I don't look to go maximize the using my my social media outlet. I really don't care. You know, if I post something, I do it because, you know, I want to do it because, you know, I just, you know, I'm happy and I just want to show to the world what I have. You get me? Like not yeah. in the sense of like where I have to maximize. That, I mean, that know? that kind of that that kind of cuts back into kind of the kind of like the communication thing that I was talking about, because I mean, like I've spoken like I've I've talked to some women who feel like if their man or if their boyfriend or if the person that they're talking to isn't posting them up on social media, whether it's like IG or something like they they feel threatened by that. And I guess yeah. on like in in some aspect I can see that, but I mean I don't know. For me, like I don't I don't be I don't be posting shit. Like I don't like IG personally. I don't like people being in my business. Like my my family doesn't really know, you know, like who like if I if I if I date somebody, I don't I just don't post stuff like that. So you know, even yeah. like I could have been in like seven relationships and they would have never known. So 100%. But, I mean, so I mean, there's just some you. people you that are me? like yeah, there's there's just some people that are, that are like that, but. I don't know. Like I, I get the whole showing off thing, but I've, I've per- personally, like I've never intimately understood it, but like, I get it because it comes from a, like that might come from a place of, of some type of insecurity, but like I, I, I myself, I just, I just don't really get that. Well, we got a lot of topics to cover today. So let's, we can <clears throat> definitely sure. talk about social media all day. Yeah. Um, you know me, but yeah, I, my, 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 my final note is just don't compare your low lights with other people's highlights. Just mm-hmm, keep that mm-hmm. pushing. Word, bro. Take, we can't. Take we can't for what it is. We can't. We can't all have weekends in Santorini. Uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so, <laughs> <fucking> Santorini, <laughs> oh, I'm tired man. of seeing. I'm tired of seeing the same damn white steps and buildings. Yo, listen, same man. white ledges, hey, bro. That's some. Yo, if, that's you it, though, there, if you were there, if you were there, you'd probably put a host yeah. up every weekend too, bro. Hundred percent. For our hundredth episode, we should just film in Santorini, man. That's Santorini. Hey man, yo, yo, if you come over here to Jersey and film when we out here in Barcode, bro, you gonna film when y'all out there in Santorini? <laughs> my God, Santorini. <laughs> well, we talked yo. a lot about social media and relationships yeah. and stuff like that. So now let's pivot into a topic that we really haven't talked a lot, which is about music. So we really haven't talked about that in a couple, like since you know, for I think two weeks now. So um, let's talk about Mario and in his comments. He, Mario uh, recently mm. said. He said that uh, Mario he takes no one. Mar- I said Mario. Yeah, Mario. Mario's, 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 Mario's a Nintendo character. Yeah, you saw the real Karen right there. <laughs> Yo. Mario. I was like, Mario's sorry, I played Mario for my whole life when I say Mario. <laughs> Mario so, so Mario recently said that he thinks no one could fuck with him vocally. So uh, what are your thoughts? Oof. Uh, I'm going to get started on this real quick. Honestly, I think Mario provided us some of the soundtracks of our teenage years and maybe even our grade school years, you know. Should let me love you and all that shit. Yeah, but I think, uh, honestly, Mario's think it's a he's a cult legend in my opinion but i don't i, I think there's other artists out here that vocally can fuck with him bro miguel um, would fucking watch yeah i was just about to say yeah when it comes to this shit bro miguel um what's what's frank the guy ocean. frank ocean yeah man i, I even think uh, even Giveon, bro. I think Giveon such has such a oh, great yeah. voice now in these days. He's a that, different voice. Uh, yeah, his voice is just amazing. So you know, Mario is great, man. He provided his hits, you know, obviously, but he fell off a map, obviously. So 
I think I think you we there's definitely artists out there right now, especially even from before right now that can definitely fuck with him on a vocal level. I, I don't mm. I disagree with him entirely on that, but I can never take away what he's given us. He's given us some of these hits that we out here thinking about the girl that on Frozen and Freeze Tag in third grade. So I think um, <laughs> for sure for sure um, Mario is great, but definitely there's artists, other artists out here that have um, a vocal talent just like his, if not better. Mm. Yeah, see, I think Mario has like a vocal talent that's actually really, really good. Yeah, there's like there's artists out there that have vocal talent that makes up for like like their their track records as in like the music they release. Because if you talk to like Mario stands or not even Mario stands, like people that are casual like R and B artists, they'll name you maybe like three Mario like songs that they grew up on. Let me love you, and then um, shit, that's the only one I can come to mind right now. But he is very good. <laughs> vocally like yeah. no, he's no, one of those no. people that like maybe not be known but he's very good vocally so i don't think there's a lot of people that can really fuck with him vocally he, you know who you know who he's like hmm. and i hate that i'm kind of comparison comparing making a comparison here he's kind of like jacques <laughs> jacques jacques has some crazy vocals but, but the why, shit he why does be no doing, one, yo? Why does no one fuck with Jaquees, yo? I don't understand. Bro, I don't know. It's like so everybody like, recognizes his it's, talent, but it's just the yeah. shit he does. Like no one says, it's the shit he does. Yeah. He proclaims himself as does. the king is R and B. When you yeah. can't even name one song, yo, the one song I can name from Jaquees is a remix he made the, of the LMI, bro. Yeah. Yo, that's the only song I can name from Jaquees. And he did it better. He did it better. So like, yes, his vocals are like crazy. But then we see with him like dancing on stage, and he's like five he's foot, like just five shit. foot flat and shit. And he's like a laughable character, bro. And then like he says, "I'm the king of R and B." But like you look at his hits, it's just like, "Where are he at?" Other no than, hits. There's Where no he hits at? out there. But if you actually hear him sing, like on live or some shit, you think this guy's a fucking legend. But it's, like, it's, it's funny it, how he probably would be king of R and B if he actually made good songs. Oh yeah, like he can, he can fucking fuck. My man's gonna go swider, bro. Yeah, just imagine, yeah, just imagine Jack Weiss with like a T Pain catalog, bro. That he uh, oh, yeah. undefeated, bro. Uh, That's kind of yeah. like with with like a lot of rappers out there. Um, you know, it's yeah. like like if if they had some more popular songs, like these dudes would be would be goats. Yeah, for sure, exactly that. It all comes out to songwriting, produ- uh, production, and then like at the same time, it comes down to when you release your songs too. Because, yeah. like, you can catch a ride with, like, certain people or, like, remember with Bryson Teller, his vocals were not that great, but he caught a ride because, like, that's kind of what was coming into, like, R&B, like, that rapping slash uh, singing shit with Party Next Door, like, Bryson Teller, they were coming in and, and then, like, a lot of people related to that and then they were bumping it because they didn't know if it was R&B or it was rap, but it was going along, but, you know, people just carry that off. Bryson Teller just kind of fell off, though, but. Yeah. I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think that Mario might be on Ty Dolla Sign's level, bro. Ty Dolla Sign is another. Not, that's another dude I, who got I, the. I actually who got the hits. Uh, I think Mario. The vocals. He, he. I think Mario actually has better vocals. How about vocals how about, how about Jeremiah? Jeremiah's a legend too. Jeremiah is pretty good, but I don't. I don't think he has the vocals like like Mario. Uh, but Mario's great though. I'm not trying to take away anything from his his. Yo, why why hasn't why hasn't nobody mentioned Trey? Trey. I was about to say, I was like, yo, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, Trey, I was really on that trailer. I, I'm, like, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, yeah, Mario, bro, how do you go for it? I'm like, yo, who am I missing? But 
Trey I can't tell you. Luke, Trey Songz. Luke James. Luke James. Too. Ma- Mario did really good James at staying in his lane. So like he did his own thing. Like he Chill. he stayed in that type of genre and he hit them high notes. And so like he stuck oh, in his bro. lane. Oh, but that's fine but uh, i'm i'm cool with that I, you can't do everything sometimes you got to do your own i mean so, yeah that's the only way you're going to stay relevant though if you're mm-hmm. i think trey so, evolved I, his catalog evolved too if you look at trey stuff i'm sorry Albert, to cut you off but i just want to say that trey songs did evolve and i think um his last album actually he released it a couple weeks ago it was actually pretty good so i suggest if y'all want to check that out y'all should check that out trey did his thing true true but yeah. So we talked a little bit about about Mario and comparing to some other artists. So you know, just just real quick, just, I, I'm really interested in knowing, like, what what would you say? This is a two part question. What would you say your favorite musician is of all time? But also, what is who is your favorite athlete and why? Uh, oh, shit. Me and Chris might have the same one, so I'm gonna say it first. It's turn of a musician. Favorite uh, musician of all time is uh, Kid Cudi. And everybody knows this. You guys know this. I say Kid Cudi because, like, I related to him in a Ooh, personal man. standpoint. And then, yo, yeah, yeah. Every Kid Cudi fan will tell you the exact same thing. I related to him in a personal stance. The music, like, you know, spoke to me. It was very vulnerable music at the time where rappers weren't really, like, making vulnerable music. So, like, he was the first person to rap about, like, being sad and, you know, actually dealing with shit. And it was something different because at the time it was more, like, more like about gangster rap and then more about like you know rapping about money cars and women but he was different and that's why that's why i fucked with kakari so much and he kind of made himself vulnerable he made it okay to be vulnerable so like i kind of looked at him as my hero i remember i saw him live and i, I actually cried because like i was actually seeing my hero live and because he's done so much for me that Bro, he never I, actually... saw, I saw him i saw him live too he's amazing live Twenty, uh, I think twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Yeah, bro. If you tell me no, Loth, when you look around, like if there's Kid Cudi fans, if you look around them, they are like literally on the verge of tears listening to that man because they all all fans of Kid Cudi do like they have the same backstory. Like yo, I'm, a lot of people. I mean, there were there were a lot of people that were like, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty chill concert. Like it's because I mean, it 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 came out around the time that Indicud came out and I mean personally I didn't like it but I will say this it okay. it actually grew it actually grew on me over time um, yeah it's a good it's I mean maybe 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 Chris might agree but to me I think that actually aged pretty well like when it came out I thought that shit was trash yo I'm like nah this shit ain't I, like it just wasn't <laughs> what, what I was expecting from Kid Cudi on, on, on Indicud but like now it's like it's I, I think it's it's aged really like like pretty pretty well yeah, I feel like Kid Cudi fans are all kind of the same, and there's a lot of artists out there that actually be like, "Yo, my favorite rapper is Kid Cudi," and for the same reasons. Um, as far as far as a favorite athlete of all time, I'm gonna have to say Darrell Rivas, only because uh-huh. that is the I've never had a player be the best at his position and look at the Jets ever in my life, and to see that man. <laughs> Travel against the best <laughs> receiver every week and absolutely shut him down for like the, his bro. peak was like two or three years. Yeah, there yeah, was I only was, I was in bliss, bro. There I was, was only there was only one receiver that had a hundred receiving yards against the Rel Revis. Can you guess who it is? Steve Smith. Uh, Steve, Bam. Yeah, Stevie it's Smith. Steve I was gonna say Steve Randy Smith. Moss. 
No. Oh, no. Oh. D. Smith? No. no. Steve Smith. No. Yeah. D. Smith. Smith. Not D. even Randy. That's not He played him twice. Steve Smith was so when when Darrell Revis was like at his peak, there was a week where he played Randy Moss. I think it was no, there was a season when he went up against Randy Moss, Chad Johnson, um, David Johnson, Terrell like Owens. yeah, T.O. like Megatron. all the top receivers in like a single season, and the only one that had a hundred receiving yards against him that like that particular season was Darrell Revis. Oh, you mean uh, Steve Johnson? Steve Smith, you mean? Sorry, Steve Smith. Steve Johnson. Respect on his name. Darrell Revis against Darrell Revis. I said Darrell Revis. The only person that can beat Darrell Revis is Darrell Revis. Is Darrell Revis. Spider-Man means. So, who who would you, since you've been chiming in, so who would you say favorite musician, favorite athlete? Can you guess who it is for me, Al? Well, I'm going to assume all for favorite musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. I mean, I think Al might get it, but it might, it might throw you guys off. Uh, yeah, I don't there's know. only two possible answers here. Can I, can yeah. I guess on one? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Can yeah. I, can I say both? Guess on the one that isn't the most obvious. Uh, oh, okay. Oh no, they're pretty obvious. I was gonna say Wale. No, Jay. Jay. No. See, see, yeah, I, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised. So my favorite musician is Michael Jackson, bro. Oh yeah, really? Oh wow, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a surprise. See, it's it's a surprise to you guys, but it it isn't a surprise. Um, So I mean, we talked about this. Yeah, because you know you always you always have negative things to say, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean Michael 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 Jackson, bro. For me, like my first my first introduction, which I'm sure everybody's first introduction into Mike is is Thriller. Um, well, I mean not the song, the album. I mean the song yeah. too, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. So I mean for me it was it was like the entire album. So my uncle Hector, he's he's very big. He uh, on Michael Jackson. He loves Michael Jackson, and he had this this DVD that had all of his music videos. And, uh, one day I think I was in like third, like third grade, fourth grade, something like that. <clears throat> excuse me. And he just I I don't even remember, but I was at my at my aunt's house and. He popped this this DVD in and all I see is like all I hear is uh like Billy Jean and I'm like, Am I okay? And I'm listening to this and he's singing and dancing and I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. And then after that, like I watched all of it had bad, which I mean it isn't on thriller, but like the DVD had all of Mike's greatest hits. Wanna be started something, baby be mine, the girl is mine, thriller. Um PYT the lady in my life. And so I actually have the, the, um, I actually have vinyl, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Dang. I actually have a vinyl for thriller, uh, in my room and I, and I keep it, you know, kind of fun. Funny enough, it's actually overlooking my bed. So Mike, Mike be watching me sleep. Um, uh, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> won't be the last time. Won't be the first time they did that. Somebody, but yo, Oh my God. <laughs> All right, man. See, Yo, see, see, see. Now, now we're now we're gonna now we're get into it, bro. Hey, hey, listen. None man. of those allegations. None of those allegations. Nah, nah, nah. We gotta made, keep moving. We gotta keep he, moving. None of those allegations. Made a whole adventure for kids, bro. None of those allegations. So None of those allegations. So my favorite athlete. Um, you you guys might think that it's LeBron James. It actually isn't. McCoy Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. No. He said he said McCoy. Kellen Winslow Jr. This guy. Can y'all let me? 
So my favorite, my favorite, my favorite athlete is actually Adrian Beltre. Um, Chris knows who that is. I mean, he played one season for the Red Sox, but he was my favorite player since he was on since he played for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think it was in in 2004 he hit 48 home runs, and ever since I had always been a fan. I played third base because of him. Um, I actually wanted my baseball number when I when I first started playing. I wanted my baseball number to be 29. But my coach, he messed up the order. He thought that I asked for 49. So instead, he gave me his jersey, which was 35, which is why I'm five. But, I mean, so, yeah, um, Adrian Beltre. And he's, he's very underrated, like super underrated his entire career. Like, if you see this dude's numbers, first of all, he came into the MLB at the age of 19, which not a lot of guys have done that. Like, mm-hmm. there's, not, there's not too many guys that have done that. I mean, um, A-Rod did it. Miguel Cabrera did it. Adrian Beltre did it. There's, there's not a whole lot of guys that came in as teenagers. And he hit, I think it was 286 for his entire career. He hit, a, he hit about 400-plus home runs, played 21 seasons. In his final season, he still hit for 300. He had 3,000 hits. And my dad, he bought me like a figurine uh, of, a, of, of Adrian Beltre when he was on the Mariners. I think it was for my 13th birthday. So, I mean, that was like, and I cherished that up until I moved to Utah. But yeah, so I mean, for me, Adrian Beltre had had always been my favorite player. That's dope. Um, so I guess this falls into me. So Juan was talking about Kid Cudi. Obviously, Kid Cudi's my immediate favorite artist, modern time. You know, growing up as a teenager, he was the one I looked after in terms of his music. You know, helped me through my emotional teenage years. Obviously, I think we all go through a lot of shit when we're teenagers. But um, other than Kid Cudi, because I want to switch it up a little bit, I think Prince. Prince is probably one of my favorite artist of all time. Um, Purple Rain means a lot to me. The song itself, the movie was actually one of my favorite movies of all time. But the, the song itself, I think is, to me, it's the most perfectly created song in forever and every, of all time. But Purple um, Rain. Yeah, I think Purple Rain has a beautiful solo, has some beautiful lyrics. And, you know, he that song is like nine minutes long, but I've listened, I still listen to all nine minutes of that song to this day. Um, you know, I think Prince do, do, does mean a lot to me, and, and I, it's funny because Kikuri does um grab a lot from Prince. He grabs a lot from um Pink Floyd and a couple other alternative bands. So, um, yeah, you know, Prince Prince really means um a whole deal to me. And also in terms of my favorite athlete, um, this might come no surprise to maybe Juan or Carlos, but Brett Favre is probably my favorite athlete of all time. Wait, wait, wait did, did you say that's that's going to come as a surprise to us? No surprise, no surprise. Oh, no. okay. Um, Brett Favre. I think Brett Favre is the person who got me into football, the person that, you know, the reason why I started, you know, playing backyard football and started playing around, and he was the reason why I just even liked the game in general. But, you know, he was such an exciting player to watch, always throwing it, throwing the football, like down 60 miles, 60 yards, I should say, and fucking either getting picked or a fucking crazy ass touchdown and, and you know the, you know he played the game fearlessly and that's what i loved about him and i see a lot of like you know i used, I used to see a lot of tony romo uh brett Favre and tony romo and now patrick mahomes kind of does it the, in, in 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 a better way because patrick is such a is a great decision maker and he slings the ball so they're gunslingers and i always love those type of quarterbacks brett Favre and then um and baseball manny ramirez i got to manny ramirez was the reason why i love baseball and you know manny manny was manny and those knows why i love manny so I, i'm gonna leave it at that yeah <laughs> well now let's let's pivot into kind of like the fan wait Al, hold on how about you what oh i mean for me i, I didn't think people Dang, wanted to hear from you me gotta ignore yourself 
That's I, crazy. I, I didn't think people care really much about my input, but bro, it's, people listen it's pretty for you. easy. It's pretty easy. Favorite musician of all time, Rise Against. Uh, for those of who course. don't know, I'm a really big alternative rock fan. I don't have any music probably from 2020 in my phone. Uh, it's I listen to only like early 2000s, late 90s music. So Rise Against definitely favorite band of all time. So favorite musician. And then favorite athlete, I would say Dwayne Wade. Like grew up watching Dwayne Wade. Uh, you know, I uh, modeled my game after Dwayne Wade. Like the way I would play basketball and post and attacking. I wouldn't shoot the basketball because Dwayne Wade wouldn't shoot. So, uh, so yeah. So my favorite. Athlete, I mean, you could have shoot. Uh, I mean, I I could wow. if I really wanted to because I could I could shoot now. So clearly, <laughs> yeah, I could have before. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's because that's because that's because age has gotten you. And you lose <laughs> athleticism. That's the only, that's the only reason you can shoot. You like, bro. You like, you like, you like Vince Carter now, bro. Your knees went, and then you got hey, a jumper. I mean, Dwayne Wade was shooting in Cleveland, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not officially, but it was shooting. He was, he was trying. Uh, so yeah, so I would say that's for me. And then for for our listeners, I mean, this this one come as a shock to to our podcasters, but for our listeners, every team that I've rooted for has been like winning championships in basketball and so i kind of i don't like being a bandwagon fan so i kind of jump off and i pick another team and then they end up being good so first i was a miami mm-hmm. fan when Dwayne they got drafted and then of course they got lebron and chris bosh and then they won two and i was like you know what i can't say i'm a miami fan because people are not going to believe that i was once a fan when the team was hot garbaggio <laughs> and they freaking had uh white chocolate being their starting point guard jason williams and then i was like all right you know what i like Monte Ellis and Stephen Jackson. I like how they're playing over in the Warriors. Like play that upbeat best style basketball. Let me go root for the Warriors. Then obviously we all know what happened with them. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna find another team. I was like, who's this mm-hmm. guy who's seven feet who plays for the Bucks who can handle the ball, attack the paint, take two steps into? The, I was like, yo, I'm gonna root for the Bucks. Like I want to see them do great. Then all of a sudden they're the first seed in the East. So every team I've kind of like, haven't won yet though. They, so they haven't still... won. They haven't won. They haven't won yet. But I still root. They for might them lose. I, they're exciting to watch. They might lose Giannis, bro. They might I might have to follow Giannis. That's crazy. <laughs> to Miami, to back where he all started. Back to Miami. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so it ends – I don't know how that works, but it ends up working that way. I'm never going to root for Boston, so I'm not going to give you guys that luck. So yeah, um, fuck, maybe bro? I'll pick for the team eventually. <laughs> I think it only works in basketball because I root for the Raiders, so remember that. No, that's true. <laughs> All right, so let's go into the fan question part of the show. So we have uh, two really good fan questions here provided, and, and we kind of do this every time we, we do our pod. So uh, for our listeners, if you think of something that's really a uh, really dope question that you want to ask and you want us to kind of answer on the show, just make sure that you hit us on our DMs um, or on social media so that way we can feature it on our next podcast. But we'll start with the first one. So is my hero academia this generation's dbz so an anime question wait mm. let me yo um chris Juan, let me take this question you guys don't need to say <laughs> it. i mean i don't know how you guys feel but i just want to give my my kind of mm-hmm. two cents mm-hmm. go ahead go ahead so my response to that is no um and it's for various reasons so first let's start with dragon ball z so with dragon ball z um me i i grew up as I'm sure many other children in America who had cable. Uh, sorry, Al. Watch, watch <laughs> Toonami, enjoy Toonami, <laughs> watch Dragon Ball Z. And so, I mean, I, I feel like everybody loved that show. 
mainly because of the fights, the power-ups, the, you know, blasts and, and things like that. But, and so, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm like, I grew up loving the shit out of that show. And so as I got older, it was some, some, sometime around when I was like 19, I, I decided to just watch the show again. And I watched the show. As I'm watching the show, I'm realizing Dragon Ball Z kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, and, and not as it's, good it's, as you remember. Yeah, and it's not as good as you. It's not even that it sucks. It's just not as good as as I thought that it was. Like, I had it on such a high pedestal, right? But this is the thing that that Dragon Ball Z did great. It's the fact that it was made for the West. That's that's like one of the big things for it is that it was made to introduce the West and to pave the way for anime to to kind of become bigger in america and it did that with toonami mm-hmm. now there might be some listeners that might be thinking no dragon ball Z is the greatest shit of all time and it's like yo anybody who, who actually watches anime and anybody yeah. who has given dragon ball z a rewatch will w- mm-hmm. would not say that because Preach, brother because when you when you watch dragon ball z from a standpoint from a, a critiquing standpoint as an adult with with your nostalgic glasses off you'll realize mm-hmm. that it has a lot of po- the pacing is awful. The story makes, well, I mean, the story makes sense, but like the the story is just bad. The power scaling makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Whatsoever. So, for example, Namek, um, uh, Gohan on Namek was much stronger than than Goku was on Earth before Namek. So think about it. It doesn't make sense in Dragon in Dragon Ball in Dragon Ball Super. Goku ended up going toe to toe with Android. What was it? Seventeen, eighteen. The male one, yeah, and yeah. like a fight, and like, and it's and it's always been like that, and it's fine. Like I still enjoy, it. I'll st- I'll still watch it, and I love it because of the music, but it's just like it it it's just not good. So that's one thing. Now the the but that's why. So to to me, like I'll say no. It's not this generation's Dragon Ball Z, mainly just because one, My Hero Academia is actually a better show. The story, well, it started off really good. So I read the manga, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who who doesn't. And I don't know where the anime is at because I don't watch the anime. I just read the manga. But the story started off really great. And then at some point after, um, I mean, I, I, I know that this has already been animated. At some point after um, All Might, you know, kind of got revealed with, like, his his little uh, power issues, the, the story, it, it, does, it, doesn't, it hasn't gone downhill. But it has kind of slowed down a little bit, and I think that's that that comes down to an to an issue of like just kind of the the creator of the manga for my hero academia just not having an 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 outline and having absolutely no preparation for where he feels the story's gonna go and if you if you watch the anime, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's gonna feel very different prior to that, and it's not gonna feel different in like a good way to where it's better. There's just gonna be more fights and it's gonna be more cooler fights, but everything's gonna feel rushed. Like there's no buildup, but mm. now what I would say that this generation's Dragon Ball Z is, is 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 kind of more Naruto, and and I'm not like a big Naruto fan, so I don't want anybody to think to like to like crucify me. But um, Naruto has kind of done what Dragon Ball Z did to where like there's so many casuals or casual anime fans that that know Naruto, like people mm. who don't even watch anime know who Naruto is. People who yeah. don't watch anime know like the Naruto run. So it's, I mean, it's like tying into pop culture and pop yeah. culture, you know. 
it's gotten yeah. really the mainstream kind of like when you would power up to become super saiyan like that's exactly kind of like been yeah. this generation's thing mm-hmm. precisely so i mean everybody knows naruto so i mean I, I would say naruto is kind of like that more um but no i don't i don't think my hero academia is is this generation's dragon ball z but and i don't say that in like a bad way because one i i do think it's 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 better and uh, and again, there's going to be people who think, "Yo, Dragon Ball Z is the greatest," and really, it's 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 not. Like the, there there were shows that came out in the 80s and 90s along with Dragon Ball Z that were better. But that's I'm I'm gonna wrap it up there because I, I I spoke for a long time, but that's why I, I asked you guys to just let me handle that one. Yeah, no, I I tend to agree with you. To be honest, I I, I don't think I think My Hero Academia is a better show than Dragon Ball Z ever actually was. It's just nostalgia that like holds it. Everybody holds the Dragon Ball Z to a high ass standard, even though it's not the greatest anime of all time. I hate when people say it's the greatest anime of all time. That's how I know you don't watch anime if you say that anime is the greatest anime of all time. So I can uh, tell yeah, you I'll just leave it at that. Dragon Ball Z definitely had the best marketing team for sure because oh yeah, that's how sure. they with the, got but that get, with the Burger King. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> I mean, that gets into more about what Los was talking about. That it was a, it was an anime appearing to the West, and when he says the West, it's really America because. Anime wasn't big until Dragon Ball Z was on Toonami, and then they later introduced Naruto, which is another one that was made for, well, for the West. Well, well, I, I, actually, the second one that came along was Gundam Wing, which was also made for the West. Yeah, but that's yeah, going to be yeah, a completely different conversation. <laughs> you do not want to get yeah, into that. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we move on, just one thing for DBZ. I think what really made them popular is also video games. So, like, I think the video gaming sure, industry sure. and the Budokai and all those games that came out, Definitely got them, you know, up more mainstream, especially when PlayStation Two was out and really hot. So I think if you in, in, insert yourself in these different areas and these gaming things, like you're gonna be able to, you know, blow up in that way. So, but I, I kind of agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and then our second fan question, we're actually gonna pivot away from anime, and we're gonna go back to we're gonna go to football. And so a really strange thing happened this week in football where a rookie quarterback. <laughs> became a starter after a veteran quarterback was doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't understand it a lot, but our fan question is, is Tua going to drop Dick in his debut? And <laughs> what is going to happen for Fitzpatrick in his Wait, future? It, drop, drop Dick is catching on to the fans. Already. Yes, sir. I <laughs> hope so. It is what it is. You guys did that. I was not here for that episode. That was, that was all you guys doing your thing. Um. <laughs> drop dick that's i love that anyways but getting to the question yeah i don't think that he's gonna play amazing who they play actually who's the, who's the team they play the Dolphins. um that's they play a tough ass team i think they play the rams which is like how are you gonna throw him in against aaron donald all right um yeah exactly <laughs> how how would you actually just throw? wait let me I'll, I'll tell you right now who they play they do play the rams oh oh yes oh god that five foot that ten ass quarterback is gonna be running for with his a life. Hip injury, bro. With, coming off with a hip injury, that's a career ending injury for like most players. Um, I don't think he's gonna do that well. I think he's gonna have flashes. As for do I feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick? It's I do. He was playing well, but at this point, we already know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. <laughs> he's gonna win you games, but he's always gonna be that kind of average to slightly above average quarterback, and there. are the Dolphins are at a certain point where I don't think they want to be competitive in these games, but they're, this is not a necessary game um, season where they want to make the playoffs or, or, or aiming to make the playoffs. I'm, I'm sure they're aiming to make the playoffs, but 
it doesn't matter if they do. They just want to see progress with their old team. So you want to see what you have in your rookie. And this was the plan all along. And Brian Fitzpatrick knows this was the plan all, all along. Is to be that bridge quarterback and teach Tua how to quarterback. I mean, it's kind of wild that Ryan Fitzpatrick's teaching somebody how to quarterback because I've I seen Ryan <laughs> Fitzpatrick like, throw, throw games away, especially the Jets. But, like, I mean, yo, who, better, who better to how teach about, him than the guy who went to that, that last yeah. game, yo, that, that last game when the, when the Jets were, what, like 10 and 6 Can and you, you guys lost? Can't talk oh, about that? We were, no, we're 10 and 5. Could have been 11 and 5 in the playoffs. And let me tell you, he started that game off bad. He threw three picks in the fourth quarter. And after three picks, we were still in the game to win. <laughs> and then you know what happened? He threw another pick <laughs> the last second. <laughs> Bro, I've never seen a meltdown, meltdown bigger than that. I was just like, yo, I was, I was hyping this guy up the whole season. I was like, yeah, Ryan, bro, just sign up for one more, more year. Look how he's playing. He's playing great. We have B Marshall. We have, yo, it was, it was going to be great. I'm like, said, I'm going to see the playoffs. Exactly. I'm like, we're gonna see the playoffs finally again. And what did he do? Rex Ryan, as he always did when he was a coach, is in the last week his team would be trash, but there'll be a team on the other side like fighting for play their playoffs lives and they beat the shit out of them. I hated it. He did it when we were in the Jets, he did it when he was the Bills, and I hated it. But Ryan Fitzpatrick threw four fucking picks in the fourth quarter that ruined our all momentum and we ended that year ten six. So yeah, um, I don't feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked talk a lot about his past, but so what about his future? Oh, his future. <laughs> yeah, I just missed the whole question. Um, I just think Ryan Fitzpatrick is who Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Like, if you need a plug-in starter, let's say if you have the guy already, and you need a plug-in starter if your if your starter goes down with an injury or whatever the case may be, he's not playing well. Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna like you know he's not gonna. He's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to try to win you the game. He might win you the game. He might throw away the game. But at least you know he could win you the game. That's kind of what he is. He's a backup quarterback. That's what he is. A good one, though. Ryan, um, I kind of like, in terms of Ryan, man, in terms of his future, you know, Ryan's 37 at the moment. He'll probably quarterback for another two to three years, be a backup somewhere. He might even leave Miami, man. Obviously, they found their franchise quarterback in Tua, at least for now, until, you know, time will decide whether. He does um, become who we all expect him to become. But, man, in terms of this game on Sunday, man, I, I really don't feel like the Dolphins should have done that. I, I know that was the plan all along. But when you look at things, man, you're going to throw Tua into the fire against Aaron Donald. Man, he's going to get eaten for <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, dog. Yeah. And I feel bad for it. I feel bad. I feel bad for him. I really felt like they should have just rolled Fitzpatrick until the wheels fell off. You know, it is what it is. This is one of those years. You know, maybe start Tua towards the end of the year. But what is it? What is it, week seven now? Week eight one, if I'm not mistaken? They're, it's they're not even the halfway part. Yeah, yeah it's, not it's, not even, it's not even That's halfway point. Just like, ride them out for maybe the last four games. See where you can get if, if, if you know, if the, the hope is not there. But Fitzpatrick was playing good, man. Why are you going to take him out, bro? Just ride it out with him. And then if you really want Tua to have some sort of game time, some game film for this year, just ride him out for the last two to four games. And that's it, man. But I, I, I don't see the point, bro. I really don't see the point. And, and, and you know, the way the, the Dolphins offense has been playing has been great with under Fitz, Fitz magic. So, um, they should have just stuck, stuck with him to be honest. I don't know why they're throwing tool out there. I, I'm, I'm, I, the oh, sorry, only 
possible explanation is maybe they're trying to get some value for Fitzpatrick. And if they think that Tua could be out there for the rest of the season, maybe they can make a, 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 a you know, a last second trade for Fitzpatrick and get something in return. I mean, there's a lot of teams right now that need a quarterback uh, in the NFL. And so, I don't know, maybe that's what's going through their mind. But honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre situation kind of Miami. Word. I mean, just to, just to keep this like quick and short. So, I mean, I, to, to me, it doesn't really make sense. Well, on like on one point, it, it makes sense because, I mean, keep in mind, bro, this is the same Brian Flores that was flat out trying to tank the season last season. I mean, like, remember, like, yo, they had. Yeah, but they did a good wants. tank. They did a they did a decent tank. I mean, they got exactly who they want, which is crazy because yeah. they ended up like fifth. And they still yeah. got their guy. But they but, played competitive I mean, games. Yep. They played competitive like towards the end of the season, which I mean, that's the part that didn't make sense to me because they, 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 bro, they were flat out like throwing games last season. Like uh, that's like I was watching games and there were guys playing that it's like guys shouldn't have been there. They traded Minka Fitzpatrick, and that's that's when I knew I was like, yeah, they're for sure trying to throw games. Um, so we but, we know we definitely got to talk about MLB. So we're gonna talk a little bit more about football later, but we we got to get into some of the MLB talk today because you know we got Chris here and and and, and it's World Series. It's it's gonna be it's exciting baseball and it's the end of baseball for quite some time. So right now we're we're at one and one right series is tied. So who would you say has momentum right now in the World Series? Um. So I'm gonna start this off, man. First of all, I think the Dodgers, even though they lost the last game, I think they still have the momentum. Their bats actually weren't that bad the last game. They were down what six zero, if I'm not mistaken. Yo, does one? Does your does your girlfriend have a gun to your head, bro? Yeah, absolutely. She <laughs> does. <Link> twice. <laughs> absolutely, she does. <laughs> uh, but nah, in all seriousness, though, um, the Dodgers were down. Like they were down big the last game, man. They found a way to fight back towards the end, although they ultimately lost. Um, the Dodgers really beat the crap out the the Raves the first game and the second game they they found a way to fight back. So I think the Dodgers still have the momentum. Um, and what I told you guys a couple episodes back was Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw came game one and he dominated six innings pitched. Um, finally one earned run, one earned run ball. No, don't don't say finally, man. He if if as, as much slack he gets, in my opinion, like he does have, he has the most, he has the most performances of a pitcher who throws six innings or more with one run ball. The most of all time. So at the end of the day, you guys, we all want to talk shit about Kershaw, but he has the track record to actually play good in the playoffs just as much as the shit that he gets for playing bad. So at the end of the day, um, when Kershaw's on and they have Walker Bully on the mound for, for game three tomorrow, um, the Dodgers, I think, you know, like I told you, I feel like the Dodgers win this in six and, um, they're they're going to be straight, man. Yeah, I just don't see the Rays um, stopping the Dodgers' offense for another three games. Like the Rays have good pitching, but that Dodgers' offense has too many bats. Like way too many bats. I don't see it. Hey Juan, before yeah. before before anything, um, Cecilia uh, just wanted to ask you real quick. How about them Astros? Yeah, listen, we're one game from seeing you and beating you. Not right? yet. Well, again. Mean, Juan talked about no, the, this, the that's, Dodgers' that's, bats. So let's 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 uh let's talk about the bats. Let's talk about the World Series because the Astros we already giving them so much airtime when we talk about baseball. <laughs> but let's talk about the Dodgers bats. So Mookie Betts he's having an amazing postseason. So so do you think the Dodgers actually won that trade or wait? Hold on before Chris blows a gasket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so um I 
honestly, bro, I think only time will tell. Like, even if the Dodgers win the World Series, I think I think time will tell. Just because we we got a lot of really good pieces in return for Mookie. And, I mean, the Red Sox farm system is, is on the way up. And I think this is something that Chris is going to say because, just like me, he's also, he's also a Red Sox fan. So, I mean, I, I think time will tell. I mean, I – and, like, for, for me, I, I genuinely hope that the Dodgers win the World Series because, you know, we, we whooped their ass the last time that we played them. Um, and then, you know, they said, hey, can you guys rent us a guy that, that you guys had? And we said, fine. And we sent Mookie. That's not really how it went down. But, I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, like, it, it's okay. You're creating your own narrative. I am creating my own narrative. That's, that's, how, that's how I'm, I'm getting over the loss of a guy that I didn't want to see lose. I bought, a, I bought his fucking jersey, like, last, like, right before we traded him. So I'm kind of upset. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I think time will tell. And, and Chris will, will probably go into further detail. But we got a lot of good pieces. Our farm system is coming back up. We've got a lot of good young guys. So it, that's just something that time will tell. Even even if the Dodgers win the World Series, I think the Red Sox are going to be right back into like being a playoff favorite next season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, man. Life goes on, and I've always <laughs> said that. I've always said that forever, and especially in baseball. Um, when in 2004, after you know Manny left it a little bit, at, a couple years after 2004 and 2007, and then you have um, Terry Frank Francona left, Pedro left. Oh, will the Red Sox win another one? They won in 2007. So after after 2007, you have 2013. We won another one. And then Wait, what happened before 2013? Uh, we won. Obviously, 2000. We won in 2004, 2007, 2013. What I'm saying no, is I'm that we. No, I'm talking about the season before 2013. 2012. Oh yeah, we we went to shit. We we played like shit. We were a last place team. But the point is, the Red Sox have seen ups and downs throughout the last 20 years. And we've lost players that we thought were like, oh, yeah, these are the players that are supposed to take us to the promised land every year. John Lester, after 2013, we lost John Lester. Oh, can the Red Sox win another championship without John Lester? And they won it in 2018. Um, and then the same thing with David Ortiz. Oh, David Ortiz retired. Oh, he's gone. That's it. What are the Red Sox going to do? Where's their power hitter? Their power hitter. J.D. Martinez came in, and he slotted in perfectly fine. Went for 40 home runs and over 120 ribbies. There, there's... The thing is, man, life goes on, especially in Boston. Like when you're when you're a team like Boston, when you're a big city team like that, and, and the 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 team is what matters. The name on the chest that you wear is what matters. Not one player, not anything makes who bought what Boston is as a franchise, as a city, as a sports town. That city has legends. Legends come and they go, and no matter what it is, um, the Red Sox will be okay. They have a young farm system to build upon. And um, I'm telling you, man, in two years, they'll, they're going to be right back in the thick of things. And, and mark my words right now, Lowe's knows it because he is a Red Sox fan. He keeps up with the team. And 2022, the Red Sox will be contending for another championship again. Chris Damn, just uh, said they're a year away from being a year away. A year away. So, like, it depends how you look at the, uh, the trade. Because at the end of the day, what do you actually want from a trade, right? It's, it's, you want a player that can help you do what? win a championship and if Mookie Betts like does that for the LA Dodgers this year and can possibly do that for them more the Dodgers have been to the, to the World Series a couple times and they haven't won the Dodger fans like your, your girlfriend Cecilia are on Twitter all the time talking about oh here we go again here we go again we're gonna lose type shit if they can if, if that trade can help the Dodgers go and win that game. I mean, win that World Series. Then, like, how can you not say at least for now that they won the trade? Because not only do they win a World Series now, 
that puts them in the contention for, for years to come because they have a stacked roster and Mookie Betts is leading that roster. So, so yeah, I, it, it depends how you look at it. You guys are looking at it as, as, as Red Sox fans as in long term, but if I'm looking at it as a Dodgers fan, I got exactly what I wanted. I wanted a, I got a fucking World Series. I've been crying for this shit for years. If I win a World Series with the guy that came in return, then that's a win for me. Yeah, you know? if, you can't, if you can't beat them, you got to acquire them. <laughs> that's how a Dodgers <laughs> that's fan is. I mean, that's oh, the truth. So, so really quickly, I know we only uh, we only have so much time left. What are your predictions for the uh, for World Series? How far do you think this series goes? Do you think it goes? Six. No, Dodgers five, and six. six or seven. Dodgers and six. six. Yeah. Dodgers, Dodgers and six. Dodgers and six for sure. Oh, I kind of hope the Rays prove me wrong, but oh. the Dodgers and six. They're, they're no heavyweights, the man. Okay. No, no, the the Rays have a great pitching staff, man, and, and their offense is solid, man. But the Dodgers are just you, okay. you you don't you don't bet against the '98 Yankees. They're like the '98 Yankees. You don't bet against those guys. Bro. Dodgers and six. I mean, remember yeah. that. Yeah, it might we be the kiss of death. But some teams, yeah. bro. We, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we might we, give him the we, kiss of death, but let's see. We KOD some teams, but every time we've every time we've been on the same page about a prediction, it's gone wrong. Uh, so uh, hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. I'm interested in seeing that. So now let's let's give some love to the NFL because we're in the thick of things in the NFL here. We're in what week seven, I think. Um, we yeah, we saw seven. some really yep. saw some really great football. The past week, um, and I know we, we didn't record earlier in the week, but um, let's start with with you know the you know the, the goat right now, King Henry. Is King he really, Henry is he really the best running back in the NFL right now? Um, right now, yeah, yeah. There's that's nobody that's yeah. We saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Josh Norman. Yeah, like it, there's nobody <laughs> out there that wants to tackle this man. This guy's He's a whole six two. 260 pounds running like a, a 4-4, bro. He's like fucking, he's galloping out there, bro. Nah, man. Like, the, and that he puts his straight arm now? Like, no, bro. Mm, Nobody wants to tackle yeah, him. You can't tackle that problem, bro. bro. Like, I think so, the yeah, he's, thing, he's the best. The thing that really surprised me was that he, he has third, uh, well, not like recently, because I've, like, this is something that, we, that we've been seeing, but like the, the, the thing that like stands out to me the most, bro, is his third level speed, bro. And yeah, but, for yeah. those that don't know what third level is, that's when you get up to the, to the safeties. Um, so, I mean, that, that third level speed, I, I, that's just not something that you see in a guy that size, that weight, that strong. It's, I mean, Juan, Juan, Juan knows about running backs, not having third level speed, AKA Sean Green. Sean Green. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, it's, that's, that's the part that's, that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, Yeah, man. I mean, he's been doing that since Alabama, bro. Like he's special. He's fast. Yeah. He's special, and also like, bro, like I, sometimes when I knew, like we all knew, we all saw um, Derrick Henry playing in college. But man, when when that that picture of that's always in my head was the picture <laughs> yeah, next to Mark Ingram, a guy who won a Heisman, a guy who was special in college himself. Next to Mark Ingram, he looked like a little boy. Mark Ingram looked like a little boy Yo, compared to Derrick Henry. Bro. Derrick Henry is a monster, man, and um, he he won a Heisman himself in college. And, and it's just as a Bama fan, and I've been watching him since he was in college. He's he's a great back man, and 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 honestly, I kind of it was crazy because I kind of you know I don't I didn't know exactly how his third level speed would translate in the NFL. But man, you can't tackle that man, bro. You you saw it last year in the playoffs against the Ravens when fucking Earl Thomas tried to go up to that man and tackle him, and he got flinged like a little girl. <laughs> and then you saw it again this week, so against Josh Norman. So man, yeah, Derrick Henry special. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you uh? How you line up to tackle that man? If you see that man coming straight at you, what are you gonna do? Uh, you just, can't. I'm, you I'm hitting you the exit. can't. You can't stop him, bro. You can only no. hope to slow him down. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Titans, but there's definitely one thing that I want to get your opinions on. And, um, you know, the Titans this past week, they went to overtime against the Texans. And, you know, Titans got the ball. They went down the field real quick, scored a touchdown, game over. Do you think that the NFL should look into changing their overtime format uh, and changing it into something different? Or do you think it's fine the way it is? Mm. Um, for me, I think. I think that the NFL should always be looking to improve. I, I think they should always be looking to make the games more exciting. Always be looking to make more money, right? And it's crazy to me because the NFL is all about making us money, but I've never understood why that that uh, the, the overtime always had this. Because at first it was kind of like a, like in soccer with the, goal, with the golden goal. First goal, the game is over. And so with, they had that with the field goals. They changed that a couple years ago. I think it was like in 2012. And, but now, I mean, with Derrick Henry, because the, the reason like people were asking that question is because you saw the coin flip, the Titans got the ball, and Deshaun, and Deshaun Watson was like, fuck. Like you instantly, he made that like face where he was yeah. like, yeah, we can't, we can't stop Derrick Henry. And then boom, Derrick Henry gets like a 45-yard reception, and then two plays later, he scores a touchdown. So, I mean, I think, I think they should always be looking to improve the game. So, I think they should make it to where if one team, if one team scores, then the, the, the next team has to, has to drive down the 20 yards to try and, and tie the game on that drive. And if, then if they don't, like then 20 should, yards? No, 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 no. Drive from the 20. Like, oh, drive okay. 80, 80 yards down. Yeah, yeah. From like wherever they receive the ball. Like, that's, that's yeah. how I think it should be. And if they turn it over on, Kick over a game, game's over, yada, yada, yada. So, so I don't actually have that big of a problem with it because the NFL, as long as much as like people don't want to see a, a team like losing without getting the chance to score on the other side of the ball, the NFL like really or is trying to like condense, condense like football games because football games can get type long and they don't want it to overrun to the point where like. All right, they told tie the ball game. Now they got to go on the other end. Now they tie the ball game again. I go to the other game. I guess to college like level where like it's just here back and forth, back and forth until somebody scores, and then I don't know where you have like a LSU versus uh what are the Texas A and M that year where they score like eighty points and the other person oh, scored like seventy something. It was ridiculous. It was fun as shit to watch. Don't get me wrong, but it gets to the point where like all right, this game is way too long. Like we need to stop this game. So like I do like that idea of um of like you know giving the other team a chance but at the same time it's it's just you know you know you, you have a defense right Stop. yeah but i mean but i mean how how often Chris, what are you gonna drive down like 80 yards to to like trade touchdowns honestly when when it comes to the nfl rules like the the actual overtime rules i've never really been a fan of them man i, I feel like both teams should have a chance to possess and score even if the first team scores a touchdown um I've been advocating for this since I believe the NFC Championship game back in 2009-2010 season when the Vikings played against uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, I felt like you know I feel like teams should have a fair chance to possess the ball both times, and I mean once at least once to try to either win or score. You know at least both both teams should be able to score the ball at least have a chance to score the ball. And honestly, like it would be nice to to see the the rules change a little bit. Um, I don't like that, you know, sudden death type shit. So get get both teams a chance, and, and I think yeah. we'll see we'll see we'll see both sides try to at least try to win the football game. 
the overtime rules definitely uh, it, it just it, I struggle with them because as f- this, no sport is as much has the mentality as much as next man up as football does. Football <laughs> has that ingrained into you since Pee Wee is next man up, next man up. And so the whole reason why we have this overtime format is because we want to protect the players because we don't want them to play too much. We want them to be hurt for next week. But it's like, yo, we have this next man up mentality all the time. And now at the last crunch time, at the end of the game is when you want to eliminate that type of mentality and protect the players. Like, that's just, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, in my opinion, they should just change it and just have the college format. Each team start at the 40 Mm. or start at the 35 and score. And then if the other team has opportunity, start the 35 and score. If you can't score, game's over. And that eliminates the kickoff, which is a high risk, you know, thing that the, the NFL wants to eliminate. And it gives you that exciting, like, crunch time feel. Um, you know, in my opinion, that's what, that's the way they should go through. But I agree with Carlos. Like, we should move, the, the NFL should evolve. And I think that should be a format that should go to. But, um, Enough of the overtime format. So thinking about some of these other um, topics that we want to cover before we wrap up for today, one uh, team I definitely want to cover is actually the New England Patriots. And, you know, we've we've been talking about the Bill Belichick era and the Patriots, you know, being great all this time. But, you know, should the most recent Patriots loss, you know, have the fans concerned? Or, uh, I mean, they lost the Broncos 18-12. so it's not like they got blown out, but they're two and three, and they don't look too hot. So, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, oh. be concerned. Um, you lost to a a team that was quarterbacked by Brian Ripken. Brian Ripken. <laughs> do you guys know who that is? No, no, I no, think no, 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 no. They lost <laughs> to. They, I they lost to Drew Lock, Lock, didn't they? Wait, Drew, Drew Lock played. Yeah, Drew Lock played. Then that's even worse. <laughs> I, don't know, I, actually know I mean that's Lock. worse for Broncos fans because Drew Lock is out there and actually throwing the ball and this is what he gave you 12 points and that's bad 18 I, I think he completed like 18, 10 points dog and there were no touchdowns in that game god Jesus alright yeah no the Patriots should be worried yeah for sure yeah uh, I don't know man uh, it's, it's a toss up obviously like the Patriots regime is kind of like you know obviously after Brady bounce you know it's kind of like weakened a little bit now it's a Bill Belichick Everything is about Bill Belichick, but um, Cam just came back this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, give him some time. You know, the team looked well the, the first couple of weeks. Just give him some time to, you know, to gel again. You know, let Cam get more integrated. I feel like I feel like do I do feel like the the Patriots are lacking personnel. I feel like they need some more names on each side of the ball. I feel like their wide receiver corps is kind of non-existent. You know, Julian Edelman is you know getting a little bit on the old side. Um, Nikhil Harry got drafted last year, but he he hasn't really made a crazy impact yet. Um, I do feel like the the Patriots need to draft better oh. on both sides of the ball. The Patriot way. Say it again. Who? Nikhil who? Nikhil Harry. Um, but yeah, man. Um, get I I we we talk so much about how um, Bill Belichick is a genius and he's great and all that, but I I I feel like he. He never, you really never like. He has, he needs to draft better, man. I feel like he should be drafting better. Wow. And um, I feel like the Patriots now they need a they need a breath of fresh air, especially since Brady has bounced and went to Tampa. They need they need to inject that defense and that offense with with some young bloods and some fresh bloods. And um, I think it all starts after this year. And let's see where Cam goes after this year. I don't know if they're gonna stick around with him as a quarterback or they want to 
they want to stick with um Stidham, Stidham, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, but let, let's see what happens, bro. I don't think they need fresh blood. I've never heard an indictment on Bill Belichick's drafting ability. Wow, that's Jesus. Um, yeah, me either. That's a strong take. That's a strong take. That's Very strong. strong. Take. I mean, um, like, with that, recent buys. We surprise. We'll see. You know, we got to see the whole body of the work. Um, but you know, I think right now we've reached the time in our podcast where we are going into the no huddle and no huddle. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, cool. Everybody's on me. Cool. Nah, right. We here. We here. We here. I was like, damn, that energy's like that. Cool. Fine. I said break. So for our for our listeners, no huddle is pretty much an opportunity for each of our potters to you know go. Um, I would say a minute, a minute and a half uninterrupted, um, and and talk about really any topic that they would like to, whether that's um, you know pop culture, music, sports, whatever the case may be. So I don't know who wants to kick us out, uh, kick us out, but kick us off. Uh, but go right ahead. Oh, man, I really don't know what to really say in my no huddle this week. I didn't really plan it, but um, honestly, man, uh, I'm excited to – I'm going to just go go into it real quick. I'm excited to see the wind down of this uh, this baseball season, obviously, as I am a baseball guy. I'm probably the, the biggest baseball guy here, so other than Carlos. But um, I, I'm definitely excited to see how this World Series winds down, and um, I'm excited for this offseason, man. There's going to be a lot of big names on the, on the free agency market that might switch teams, that might – that might go to a different city. So I want to see how everything plays out. I want to see the future of the Yankees. The Yankees are kind of like in limbo right now in a sense where, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen with them. Obviously, they said Aaron Boone is coming back, but, um, you know, they need to change their philosophy in terms of their offensive philosophy. They can't just live and die by the home run. I want to see what the Red Sox do in terms of free agency ads and if they got some trades up their sleeves. And and obviously, I think we're going to have a old familiar coach coming back. His name is Alex Coro, the one that led him to the World Series in 2018. Supposedly, that's the big rumor around the, the the hot stove this year. So I'm excited to see what happens in baseball in this offseason. All right. Um, my new huddle is going to be, uh, yeah, uh, first of all, I want to shout out to our, engine, our audio engineer, Ruben, who's a Patriot fan. And he sends texts throughout the whole group, the whole uh to their group chat or podcast group chat while we talk about the Patriots. And um, I just want to say, yeah, fuck the Patriots. Fuck Darius Stidham. Um, he said, worry about the pads. Nobody worried about the pads right now because they suck. Uh, yeah, Ruben, I'm talking. <laughs> you Don't cut this off, by the way. <laughs> don't cut this <laughs> off because the Patriots are ass right now. And they're going to be in the top like top five, top ten picks. And then that's going to be good for you guys because, you know, you guys are going to select some. Maybe you guys select a quarterback and then maybe you get like somebody like Trey Lance taken. Actually, have a quarterback because Cam's kind of washed, and that's I know that's wow. kind of like kind of sorry to hear that. But Cam, I mean, is it Cam or is it his receivers? Like eh, it's his receivers. Bit of both. Of course, you would say that coming from a Carolina Panthers fan, so I'm not surprised. But I don't think Cam is the answer. I don't think he's part of the answer. I don't think he ever was the answer. He was kind of just a plug and play player, and you're going to see what's going to happen. Let's see if we contend, but not really. So yeah, um, Ruben, listen to this. Fuck the Patriots. You know what it is now. You know what it is to be a Jets fan. We lose. We lose together. We're in this together. We're top ten pick together. We're gonna get new quarterbacks together, and you're gonna love it. Okay, I'm done. Well, so for myself, um, 
seeing as how I was prematurely um, cut off, I, I ended up getting pulled off stage mid-sentence. Mid, mid I'm going to continue talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. So with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the reason why it didn't really make sense to me as to why um, you know, they, they kind of did the whole thing is primarily because, I mean, like, y- you bring this guy on, right? And it's fine if, if the whole plan was to have Tua play at some point. That kind of makes sense. But now the team is in a, is in a position to win games where they're four and two, right? So now as kind of as like a, a, a coaching staff and as a franchise move, they're kind of stuck with a decision where, well, do we want to see how far we go or do we want to stick to the original plan? And they're kind of sticking to the original plan, which is to start to at some point. But the thing that just doesn't really make sense to me is why would they have him play against the fucking Rams? It makes absolutely like they, they play the Jets like three weeks later. Like they could have yeah, thrown him yeah. in there against the Jets. And that would have been a perfect intro. You know, like that would have been a good debut. You know, the, the Jets, they're not they're not like a, a terrifying team, but they're not. I mean, they're they're bad offensively, but they're not awful. on the, I mean, they're awful on defense, but they're. Like they're not a college what? team. They're just awful. <laughs> they're bad, <laughs> but they're like they're not very very bad. That's the perfect team choice. Like I don't, I don't, I just yeah. don't get that. So I mean, that's that's just kind of now as far as Fitzpatrick's future. Because again, I didn't get to answer that one because I was rudely interrupted. Well, not 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 rudely. It's it's some people's job. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think he has a future. He's, he's gonna be a back. I'm done. Okay. Just want to finish that off, huh? (laughs) So, essentially, he had nothing to say. What do you mean I had? He found something to say. What do you mean I had? What he had to say was to cut cut him off again. I actually had something to talk about, but I decided to to switch it up because I feel like our moderator only cuts me off. Hey, hey Alvaro, I'm gonna, Alvaro, don't worry about it. Just take us out, Alvaro. Just take us out. So I'm, I'm going to dedicate has his no my huddle. no huddle too. I'm going to yeah, dedicate my no huddle to uh, Apple. I'm going to dedicate my, uh, my no huddle to Apple. So the iPhone, um, yet again, coming out for another year. We're getting the iPhone, what is it now, 12? iPhone, iPhone 12. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another year with iPhones, another set of minor upgrades, and actually not even upgrades, but like removals. Like they're not even giving us a charger. So they're going to give us a thousand dollar phone, but then they expect us to have the ability to charge the phone, and they're not even going to give us headphones. Uh, and they're not even going to give us headphones in the box. And so it's just like, man, why would anybody buy this? Why would anybody do this? They're not even giving wall bricks anymore. They're not even giving wall. They're not giving nothing. They're just going to give you the phone. You know what's fucked up about thing about wall bricks? The most fucked up part about this is. I'm still gonna fucking buy it. I'm still gonna fucking buy it. <laughs> you slave to Apple. <laughs> you slave to Apple. iPhone 12 Pro Max comes out. I'm copying that shit. I've Apple always said slave. it. I've always said the five body is the best body. And if they put that back on the phone, I'm buying it. They put it back on the iPhone. I already made that promise to myself. I'm copying that. November 6th, already pre order is on. My calendar, my ass is getting it. Does not yo, matter. Yo, yo, the five, yo, the five. Wait, hold on. Yo, the, the the five body actually really was like the best. I, the best yo, body. When did the when did the when did the five drop? Like twenty four, like twenty thirteen, twenty thirteen. 
I kept I kept my 5s until 2017. Huh? Huh? Like that best, that was buy. for sure. Absolutely. So, here I am. Apple slave, whatever. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. Steve Jobs got him down in the salt mine. <laughs> all right, Carlos, oh, sign us off for the day. Me? Ah, shoot. Well, everybody, you know, thanks for listening in. This was a little bit longer episode. We kind of decided to give y'all just kind of a little special sum sum there since we weren't here on Monday. Um, now, with that, there will be some days where not all of us are going to be here. There will be some days where uh, none of us are going to record an episode. So, uh, yeah, you know, we, like I mentioned, like I've mentioned before in so many other episodes, we mainly do this for you guys, but we actually kind of just do it for us just because we like to just sit around and talk shit. But thank you for listening to us talk shit. And, uh, yeah, good. Uh, have, have a good day, everybody. Peace. Good night, good night guys.